0: Hello mama. I have reached the point in my day where I really need that second cup of coffee and it's calling my name and I can't wait but I'm making myself talk to you first which I'm excited about but if you've heard me say it before it takes me a minute to realize that I actually want to do this and... (laughs) there's a lot of barriers to just starting. Um, and if I had a cup of coffee here, it would just add another barrier and I'd want to keep sipping it and not talking. So I'm holding out for that cup, but I don't know about you, but I just, I don't live for it. Cause I only live for Jesus <laughs> sounds so bad, but my cups of coffee just make my day Extra lovely. I'll just say that. I look forward to them. I don't know if you have markers in your day that you just like look forward to. My morning cup of coffee. It's like I have something special at each time where there's no children. So in the morning, when I have my time with Jesus, I get a cup of coffee. At nap time, or like For my four-year-old who sometimes naps. It's called rest time. Um, And then at evening time, I'll have a glass of wine or a cup of tea or just something, yeah, lovely and warm. And just those little things throughout my day, I just really look forward to them. I I love just reading a book with like a hot cup of tea at nighttime on the couch. Uh, I'm just, yeah, I live for it. So again, I don't live for it. I don't live for it. Just Jesus. You know what I mean, though? Uh, anyways, um, I'm excited to uh, Has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> uh, today, we're going to continue our series on the lies that we believe as mothers, both uh, the lies we believe from ourselves as well as from culture. And we are just continuing to dive into it. We talked in the last episodes about the lie of it'll be better when and i think that's something so common for us today we're going to dive into the lie um that we need to compare ourselves in order to evaluate our worth and comparison i know is talked about a lot it's because it's so prevalent like in the world of social media This is just ever at uh, our forefront. It's ever in our faces. And so it is so challenging to um, ingest all of that content and not compare yourself to it and, and not feel inadequate. And we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about the two sides of comparison. It can drive you a couple different ways, but we're going to dive into it today. And I'm so excited to go there with you because I just know so many of us struggle with this. And um, if you're listening, then I hope um, if you struggle with it, I hope I can encourage you today. So before we jump in, I just want to remind you that when you take a second to screenshot an episode, screenshot the show and share it on your social media, uh, for uh, text it with a friend, whatever that looks like for you, it means the world to me. I can't even tell you. Um, I just love seeing the podcast grow and seeing what God is doing and knowing that the hard work that I pour into this is just getting used for his glory and, and helping you it just means the world. So thank you for doing that. If you haven't done that in a while or ever, just to pause this episode, take a screenshot, post it, send it to a friend, whatever that looks like. And I so appreciate you. Um, Thank you for doing that You're helping more mamas out there. So um, let's though jump into our episode. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. mama we are talking about comparison today um, and specifically this idea that we need to evaluate our worth as mothers through comparison or that the only way to truly evaluate our worth is through comparison. Now I think for most of us um, the the logical part of our brain knows that's not a good plan. That's not something that's going to be helpful uh, or healthy. I think we are in this world, um, there's often conversations about comparison because it's so, like I was saying before, so important. We're constantly um, at the brink of comparing ourselves. (laughs) If not, we're just constantly doing it because we have social media and there's just so many ways that it's easy these days to do it just with our age of information. And so... You know, these, these conversations are so important. So I think I think we know we're not supposed to do it, but yet I think so many of us find ourselves in that space where we uh, decide our worth based on what we see in others, whether that's building ourselves up and saying I'm better than them, or probably more often, although maybe just more talked about, <laughs> it's tearing ourselves down and saying, wow, I'll never be what they are. Um, and specifically, I, I heard about this in a couple of the women that have jumped into our group um, when you jump into our Facebook group, I ask you a few questions and one of the things is what are you struggling with the most right now? And, um, first of all, if you're not in there, please come join us. I love it to, to read these. I love to learn your stories. It helps me so much to know what to talk about because I know what you're struggling with. And so if you haven't jumped in there, come, come join us. You can find it at morning mama collective. If you search in Facebook or you can find the link in the show notes. And anyways, one of the moms shared that she doesn't even want to leave her house. Because she's so worried about going to the playground or wherever it is and people seeing her kids' behavior compared to their kids. She's so worried about what might happen, what they might think, that they don't even go out. And, you know, maybe that's an extreme example and maybe it's not. Uh, you know, I think that's probably, it was a courageous thing of her to share because I think probably there's many of us that struggle with that, but just don't want to admit it. Or maybe you still go out, but it's with a lot of fear or it's with just a lot of dread. And so wherever you're at on the spectrum, maybe you don't struggle with it quite as much, but maybe you're just constantly um, in some anxiety or pride or inadequacy or whatever it looks like for you in this back and forth of like, okay, I'm better than her. Oh, I'm more, than her. I'm better than her. I'm worse than her. And that is just going to lead to just as much destruction as not leaving your house because of fear of this. So I think all of us are in this at some level and it it all has impacted us. So I want to talk today about just comparison, why it is not helpful to evaluate ourselves through this lens, how we can evaluate ourselves and just what we do about all of this. So first of all, I want to talk about the two kind of paths that comparison can lead us on. So the first path I think is kind of the obvious one, right? It leads to inadequacy. I love what my pastor says. She's so wise. You should you should go follow her on Instagram. She's just amazing. She's uh, I think her Instagram name is Diva Pastor. Uh, Megan Robinson is her name. She's incredible. But anyways, she and she has a book that touches on this and. So what she says is, comparison is the root of all inferiority, and so that has always stuck with me since uh, she explained it so eloquently. And it's just this idea that when we compare ourselves, it will lead to this feeling of inferiority, right? We compare ourselves, and we see how we're falling short. And and the thing is so many levels of this right one we're comparing ourselves often to an idealized image whether it's on instagram and it's like this perfect picture that was a moment doesn't actually capture what really happened um sometimes it's people's highlight reels, right? Maybe they're sharing like a parenting hack, even, even on here, maybe you hear me talk. I hope I do a good job of sharing my struggles. Um, but you know, it's, it's possible that it sounds like I have it all together all the time because I'm trying to encourage you and I'm trying to give you the things I have figured out. And so I don't always talk as much about the things I don't cause I'm still figuring them out. And so maybe even he, on here, you listen and you're like, Oh my gosh, I'll never measure up to that. How can I do that? Um, you know, so it's, it's always, this idealized version of reality. When we're comparing ourselves, we don't see the depths of the messiness and the chaos and the confusion. Most of the time, especially when it leads to inferiority, it's because it's a highlight reel. Now, here's the thing. The other way that comparison can take us is to pride right so sometimes we compare ourselves and we're like oh my gosh i am better than that mom wow at least i'm better than someone look at her she can't even keep her kids pants on i don't know where that that came i just imagine like sagging pants on a toddler and they're just not staying up i don't know where they they got them dirty i don't know um, whatever it is for you, right? Like uh, things you value, you know, maybe for me it would be like, oh wow, look at the behavior, right? Cause I, that's something I value more. Or maybe for you it'd be like, oh my gosh, look at their outfits not put together and they're messy. Like <laughs> whatever you value, you're going to compare yourself and say, wow, look at that. My kids are doing better than that. I am doing better than that. And it can lead to this sense of pride. Now I think most of us know pride is not a good thing, it's a sin, and also it can, because it's a sin, it can lead us to some negative things. So it can lead us right to like thinking that we're better than them. Um, It can lead us even to excusing behavior in our own kids by saying like, oh yeah, look, that mom has just as much issues. Her kids are just the same. That means I don't need to grow. That means I don't need to read that parenting book. That means I can dismiss what my pastor is saying about parenting, because look, all these kids are the same. And so that can be a a form of pride as well, is not taking advice or um, being willing and open to receive recommendations from other people because you see similarities in others, or because you're like, you know what? I've I've just, I'm gonna, I've got it, I'm fine. I'm better than this mom, so it's great. Now, ultimately, this pride is always going to twist its way back to inferiority, and oddly enough, inferiority, inadequacy are this the other side of the same coin of pride, and it's, they seem so opposite and so far away. But I have, I know this well because I live this journey, um, because I can fall easily into perfectionism when I'm not careful. i on the enneagram. I'm a one, and so. It's, it's in my nature to want things to be perfect and to want myself to be perfect. And so sometimes when I'm in an unhealthy space, I will figure out what that looks like by comparing. And I'll say, oh, look, I'm better than that parent. And I'm not proud of these statements, by the way. Like, I, cr- I cringe as I say that out loud. But I think that's the inner dialogue of so many of us and we just don't say it out loud and so we don't realize how bad that sounds. But I'll, I'll have that thought, oh, I'm better than this mom. But then I'll have a moment later, I'll see say we're on a playground. And I'm like, oh, my kid's better than that. But then I see another mom and she's got the, her kids all matching and perfect and they immediately obey when it's time to leave the park or whatever it is. <laughs> and I'll immediately go to, wow she's better than me, right? And so when when we build ourselves, we puff ourselves up with this pride from comparing ourselves, it's always going to leave us back down in the rut, the the dust of inadequacy and inferiority, because there's always going to be someone that's better at things than us. We can't be the best at everything or probably anything. Like, really, in the whole world, are you the best at that in the whole world? Now, we I don't want to leave you just feeling like you're a horrible and you can never measure up like God did choose you for your kids and you can feel um like a healthy sense of pride in that and a, and a, a peace in that but we're talking about when we compare and we say I'm better than or I'm worse than and so you see how it, easily you flip to the other side and so in my perfectionism i can like have a moment where i'm like yeah i got this going i got my my systems rolling i had my house clean for an entire six hours Sometimes longer, but not much probably. Um, I've got my kids, they've been listening to me today, and I'm doing so great. Wow, I'm such an awesome mom. And in my mind, I'm like, yes, I'm I'm nearing perfection, even though I know that's not attainable in my logical brain. I know that's not attainable. I know it's not healthy to aim for, I know all of these things, but yet my sinful nature just leads me to want to seek that and believe that it's possible. And so then I'll I'll feel that and then <laughs> everything's going great. All of a sudden, there's a major explosion and a poopy diaper at the same time, and the dishes now are not done because I had to deal with the crisis, and everyone's upset because they haven't eaten, and I've got to figure out how to get food in them and get them to bed on time because now we're behind schedule, and right, like, <laughs> and all of a sudden, in the midst of that chaos, and here's what often happens, in the midst of that chaos, I lose my cool. And I, especially when I had just felt like I was being perfect, because now I'm comparing myself to this idea of perfection and I'm failing at it. And so I am pissed off now because my kids are showing me that that is not possible. And so in that sinful nature, I might explode and I might yell at my kids. So I go from this high of all highs, so quickly down to the low of all lows, because I was seeking the wrong things for evaluation. And I was measuring myself against the wrong things. I was measuring myself against what I thought perfection was. I was measuring myself up against what I had seen in other mamas that I thought was perfect, whatever it is. And anytime you do that, you're going to come crashing down, even if you start in a place of pride. So what do we do with this? How do we navigate friendships? How do we evaluate ourselves? What does all of this look like if we have to throw away this idea of comparison being our evaluator? Okay, so first of all, we do need to evaluate ourselves. We do need to reflect on our parenting, on ourselves, on our growth. We need to spend that time doing that. We need to reflect on our kids. We need to look at their behavior. We need to assess what's going well, what's not. It's important. We can't just close our eyes, do our best, and say, like, that's enough. Now, there's seasons where that's going to be true, you know, a newborn season when you have other kids, you know, these different things that come along, a season of sickness of a spouse or yourself. There's times where we just kind of close our eyes, pray that God will give us the strength and get through, but we can't just live our whole lives that way. We do need to grow. We need to evaluate, and the way we grow is through evaluation. (laughs) We see what we need. We see anywhere we can grow more. We see if we need therapy, or if we need to read a parenting book, or if we need some coaching, whatever it is, if we need some family therapy like we need some pastoral counseling whatever that looks like we, we can't just pretend the behavior things are not there we can't just pretend that it's all enough you know and you are enough it's this it's this fine line or, or two sides of it this tension where you are enough God made you good he made you enough for your kids and you also are a human and you are a sinner and you are broken and you have a past and a history that needs to be healed and healing is not straightforward it is complicated and so we must constantly keep our eyes open to the things that we need to grow in so we don't shut our eyes but what do we do we cannot compare ourselves. We can't evaluate ourselves by other people. There's multiple problems with this. Uh, One, some of them we just talked about in terms of it's always going to lead to inferiority or even pride for that matter, because that's a sin, right? So we don't want either of those things. But also if we do this, they're not God's standard and people are ultimately sinful human beings. So they can let you down. So you need to know God's word. And this is not to say you should not seek out mentors and teachers and wise leaders in your life to help you with this. We are going to talk about that. But ultimately, people looking at other moms, looking side by side, that cannot be your standard. The only thing that you should set your standard on is God's word, which means you need to know it. So what does that look like? How do we evaluate our parenting by God's word? So some questions to think through. And again, whenever I share questions, this is not to cause shame or condemnation. The voice of the enemy will condemn you and say that seeing that your kids don't do these things. You're never going to be good enough. You're not doing a good job. You're awful, right? The voice of conviction, God's voice will say, Hey daughter, this is an area that I have for you to grow because I have so much more for you waiting. It's so much better than it is right now. You are made for this, right? It's going to always call us higher. So some, some questions to evaluate your kids by based on God's word. The first one is a big one and can be controversial in today's world, Um, and this is, are they obedient? Do they honor me? Do they obey me? Do they respect authority? and this is a really important one. Um, I have some verses for you. Um, Ephesians 6, 1-3, through 3, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it will go well with you and that you may live long in the land. So not only is it like number one commandment, but it comes with a promise that this is how our kids are going to live these fulfilled, joy-filled lives is through obedience to us while We are their parents. And so this is super important. And if you have questions on this, I did a whole series on discipline and kind of this idea of obedience, um, along with some other things that... Just kind of tackled some of the things going on in our culture right now because I know our culture says you shouldn't teach your kids to obey, and that goes directly in contradiction to the Bible. So make sure that's why we're not holding other people as our standard, but we're holding God's word as our standard. Otherwise we're gonna get off course. Um some other verses just emphasizing how important this is. Second Timothy three one through five. It says, But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. So this is just kind of describing like in the last days just the struggles people are going to have. And um, yeah, I, I just want you to see where where what we're talking about falls in this. So it says, for people will be lovers of self. Sounds familiar. Lovers of money. Sounds familiar. Proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unpeaceable, slanders, without self-control, brutal, not good, loving, treacherous, reckless. Okay. The list goes on and it says avoid at the end avoid such people but did you see did you catch that how in the middle of that list of all these horrible things disobedient to their parents is on the list so this is something that even god said that would happen in the last days and so we're seeing this play out in that we're not even in our culture they're not even telling parents to have their kids obey them okay another one i just have to give you these examples because they're so powerful this is found in Romans 1. It says, and since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetedness, malice. They're full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish faithless, heartless, ruthless. Whoa, would you put that on that list? Right? I think to us in our culture today, that that doesn't look like it belongs on that list. That's like, wait, that that that's a mistake. <laughs> but no, this is how serious this is. And again, this is not supposed to bring any kind of shame or condemnation. This is conviction to say, hey, God's like, this is important. If you're struggling with your kid's behavior, maybe it's because you need to do something different. And I know that's not easy. I know that Oh, first of all, you got to learn what to do. You got to you got to follow through with it. But also, you've got to work through the cultural mindsets that might be in your heart that you didn't realize were there. And I know that's a whole process. That's why I have the whole series on it. If you start in episode 85, my um, whole the series starts there and it's kind of every other episode from there all about discipline and I kind of go through some of the biblical um th- Things that we need to look out for um, to talk you through this, because I know a lot of you would struggle with it. I know I used to struggle with it. Okay, so we're holding our, our kids up, our parenting up to God's word. Okay, so some other things that we can hold our kids up to. So not just obeying a parent, but respecting authority. So Hebrews 13, 17 says, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Um, so not just our parents, but make sure they're submitting and obeying leaders. Um, are they, are your kids loving? Are they displaying the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control? I think I missed one in there, (laughs) but the idea is like all of these things that God calls us to, we want to teach our kids these things. Now they're going to fall short 100% of the time they're going to fall short because we, fall short because all of us are humans and so we're not saying oh my gosh our children are horrible they can't obey us perfectly they don't have the fruit of the spirit all the time but it is essential that as we are parenting we're not looking to the left and to the right to see what other parents are doing we're looking at god's word and what does he ask us to do and one of those things is helping teach our kids the fruit of the spirit and what that looks like to dwell in god and, and allow the spirit to work through them Are they working to become more like Jesus every day? Now, I know this might look different with little kids and, you know, different conversations around that, but are they working towards that goal? Do they know about that goal? Do they know that's something that we are called to as Christ followers? Uh, what about their tongues? Are they using their tongues to build up or to tear down? Just a few verses to keep in mind: James 1:26. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. Oh, powerful stuff! Um, it says James. Three nine through ten with the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be okay. Right? We've got to keep a tight ring on our tongues, we've got to keep teach our kids. To do this now, as I'm going through all of these, I hope also along with this you're feeling some conviction yourself. That okay, we're teaching our kids this, but am I doing this as a mom? Am I doing this? Am I obeying God? Am I, am I obedient to everything God has asked me to do? Am I respecting my authorities? Am I submitting to my husband? Am I keeping a tight rein on my tongue and using it to bless people? Do I have the fruit of the Spirit? Right. So one of the biggest ways we can parent in this ways is making sure we are doing these things, and then through that we can teach our kids with by example. We also need to use our words and talk with them and have consequences and all of these things. But we also, when we want to assess and evaluate our parenting, we can look through these same verses, these same questions, and ask: Am I doing this as a parent, as a human? Um, are your kids? And you serving others, right? There's so many verses about um, serving. Are they um, hard workers? Um, one of my favorite verses is Colossians 3:23. It says, "Work willingly at whatever you do, as though you are working for the Lord rather than for people." That's a tough one too. So, are they doing their schoolwork with excellence and everything they have? Are you parenting with excellence and everything you have? Not perfection, not always getting it right, but giving it everything you have. Are you doing the long laundry as if you're doing it for Jesus, right? So we're holding all of us up to these questions. And we got to be re- reminded to be not only filled with truth, like I just shared some truth, these these accountability markers we need to hold ourselves and our kids to, but also grace, right? So yes, they need to be obedient and yes, they're forgiven. And yes, you need to submit. And yes, you're forgiven. And all both of those things, we hold intention that we hold ourselves and our kids to these standards of truth while we give them grace. And so that's what parenting looks like is is both of those things a firmness and a softness all at once and i know that can feel overwhelming like okay what does that look like that's that's so much um and i mean that's why if you've been listening to my episodes at all i i always recommend the book shepherding a child's heart that was a key ch- game changer in my parenting. I learned um, just how to go deep with my kids, how to teach them about God and everything I'm doing, what practically to do in a moment of discipline. What do all of these things look like? And so I really encourage you to check that out if you, you're feeling some conviction of like, I need to increase some skills in my parenting. So rather than looking around you to evaluate yourself, so you need to look up. Look at what God says. Look at the Bible, and that is your evaluation stick. Now, that doesn't mean we close our eyes. It doesn't mean that we we go into the world, we go to the playground, we go with our friends, we just close our eyes and we're, we shut it all out. We we don't even look at it. No. We, we need each other. Iron sharpens iron. Like we are made to be in community. And even just, you know, you hear the statistics about you become more like the, the five closest people to you. So we need to, to use each other to grow. However, it's not through comparison. It's not saying like I'm better or worse than you because that separates us. It's always going to lead to inferiority. It's always going to lead to us feeling worse ultimately in the end and separating us from the other person. But what it is, is we are learning. Learning unites us. We're all in this together. We're learning together. We're learning as a tribe. We can do this. We can watch parents that you respect get around them learn from them. Like we need to be inspired by each other. We need to be convicted by each other. We need to realize our weaknesses. We need to get ideas. I mean, literally, I just paused this a second ago because in the middle of this, my son walked in and he's supposed to be in his room for rest time. And this is an agreement that we have, and he knows the rules. And he walked in and we talked about it. And even in the middle of this, I'm sharing this because I want you to know we're going to do it messy it's not going to be perfect. As, as I spoke to him, I I took one stance and I felt like that was right. But then it's like, I questioned myself and I'm like, is that right? And I stuck to it. And that's what I decided. But ultimately we're going to have some moments where we're still uncertain. It's going to feel hard. It's not always going to feel good, but ultimately we need to Measure ourselves by God's word and ask for God's wisdom to know where we need to grow and what that looks like. And He will show it to us. And we need to do this in healthy community. So, community that follows God, that loves God, because otherwise they're not going to hold to God's standards. So, when you see someone parenting really awesome, stop evaluating yourself. Stop saying, Well, I'll never measure up to that. Instead, Go and ask them a question, whether it's on uh, social media or in person. Say, hey, what do you do for parenting? Hey, I really like how you handled that situation. And then ultimately, make sure that whatever you're doing is following God's word and His His what he asks of us, that we're we're teaching our kids to obey. We ourselves are being obedient. And just remember, we're all in the mess. We're not going to be perfect. There's no way to do it perfectly. It's It's just doing the best we can with what we've got, and God will cover us with grace in the middle of it all. Let me pray for you. God, I just thank you that we can look to you for the answers. I thank you that we don't have to evaluate ourselves in a way that's just going to tear us down, Lord. And I, I thank you that you give us the evaluation so that we can grow, so that we can learn, we can become better, God. And I just pray for every mama listening, God, that when she hears all this, God, she wouldn't feel condemnation, but she would hear your voice of conviction, of calling her higher, of saying that you have more waiting for her and that she's capable of it, God. And I just pray, Lord, you would give all of us just heaps of wisdom for parenting. God, you promised that when we ask for wisdom, you will give it to us, God, so we call on your name for some wisdom help us in those little moments of not knowing what to do. God, help us know what to do. God, help us to to string apart what is you, what is culture, so that we can clearly hear your voice and not get confused by culture sounds. And God, I just pray that every mama would just know her worth, know that she was made for this, know that you called her to this specific children, this specific season of motherhood, God, and you are working all of it for her good, and you are using her in her kids' lives. God, we love you. We praise you. We thank you just for Um, all of the wisdom you've given us, all of the rules you've given us, everything that you've given us to lead and guide us, and we just submit to your will, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Love you, mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you.